Do you need to build your email list and generate leads, but you don't know where to begin? Well, today we might have some answers for you. Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. Welcome to episode 14 of Blair Radio. Start your business and be heard. Coming up, we have a hot topic, and I'm sure everyone that is starting or has started an online business can benefit from today's show. I cannot stress enough how important it is to have an email list. If you have an online business, then you need to build your list by getting people to see your opt-in form so they can sign up. Then if you're afraid to send emails, you need to conquer that fear. Today, we talk about all that plus open rates, the tools to use, tagging and segmentation. And I want you to understand that you have to get in the right mindset and understand why you do what it is that you do. All right. With that being said. You are going to learn how clarity creates consistency and consistency creates conversions. Today, we are talking about email lists and to help us with building them and generating leads. I want to welcome Jenny Wright from JennyWright.com. Jenny, thanks for being here. James, I can't imagine anywhere else I'd rather be but here. (laughs) That is amazing. Jenny, I really want to get into building a list. But first, I want to know what did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh God, uh, that is awesome. I wanted to uh, I wanted to ride horses and have a farm. That's what I wanted. I love horses. I've never been on one, but I do want to ride one one day. They're an affinity for mine. I can't wait to ride them again. <laughs> so you went from wanting to ride horses and having a farm to now you are building, or well, you're an expert at building lists. You've helped bring thousands of dollars to people. You've done over a hundred webinars. Your own list has thousands of subscribers from organic traffic. So how long have you been doing this? Uh, Actually, my work anniversary is March 12th. So it'll be eight years on March 12th that uh, I've been doing this. And yeah, I never thought this would be the job that I would be doing ever. I sort of fell backwards into it by a complete and utter accident. So yeah, it's been it's been eight glorious years of learning how to list build and how to hone the craft and make a boatload of mistakes and screw up and have successes and all sorts of fun things just to get to where I am now. Well, happy eight years. Thank you. It's coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. A question I have for people that may not know, is an email list even important for somebody that has an online business? And if so, why is it important? Yes, yes, and so yes, a million times yes, absolutely. (laughs) You absolutely need to have an email marketing list. Growing your list is really your security system for your business. If you don't have an email marketing list and your funnel of referrals or Facebook or Instagram or wherever your leads are coming from just completely dries up, in a week or two, you are, you're screwed because you don't have a way to instantly send out an email and say, Hey, I'm opening up a couple spots in my ABC XYZ program. And I'm looking for a couple of great entrepreneurs to be part of that or a great, you know, whomever is to be part of it. 
the power of an email marketing list is so huge. It's exponential compared to just having social media. Uh, and we've experienced that a few times with outages and social media accounts. And, you know, I know people who were completely blacklisted from Facebook for a while for various reasons, but they had an email marketing list. So they never really missed a beat in terms of being able to create income for them, for their businesses. Yeah, I remember somebody told me that you can take away my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, but you can't take my list. And I thought that's right. As long as I have my list, I still have the people that are on that list. Out of my cold, dead hands. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so we always hear grow your list, grow your list, grow your list. Does the size of an email list really matter that much? Absolutely not. I actually have myself experienced being able to have a substantial business off of a list of about 350 people. Now I'm talking like I was running a six figure business. Wow. It's not the size of the list. It is the quality of the list. So build your list, but build your list correctly. If you're just, you know, building your list with anybody and it's not niched in and it's not a quality lead, then it's a waste of time and money and all of your effort to have pulled those people in and you're paying for every single person on your list. So the number doesn't matter. It's the quality that matters. And you get that by looking at the metrics inside your email marketing service like MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or AWeber and seeing you know, what your open rate is, what your click-through rate is. You have to do regular maintenance to your list. It, it literally is a, it's like a living organism and you need to nurture it and feed it and give it the right nutrition and nutrients and you know, add to it right. slowly with the right people. It's, it's, I mean, it's a huge thing. So now that we understand how important it is to have a list, how do we create it? What tools do we use? I know you mentioned a couple of them. Mm. Um, for instance, I use ConvertKit, but when I was doing my research, I got overwhelmed trying to decide between them, MailChimp, Sending Blue, MailJet, ActiveCampaign, and there's a whole lot of them. Mm -hmm. Is there one that you prefer or one that you would recommend? Absolutely. So I've, um, you know, in my years, in the past eight years running this business, I started off as a virtual assistant. So I was hands-on transactional with email marketing services. I've used all of them, including ConvertKit, Infusionsoft, which I called Confusionsoft, but now is called Keep, which is still really confusing. I've done Aweber and MailChimp and MailerLite, all of them. I've done some SMTP servers where they're built in, you know, ClickFunnels using their email system. I've done all of them. And I landed myself personally in ActiveCampaign, and I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly happy. Active Campaign has, uh, and this is not, you know, I'm not getting paid to say this, but Active Campaign literally has what I need and allows me growth in my business. I was with Aweber for about four or five years and I, I liked them, but the functionality, I mean, they're great, they have amazing customer service, but the functionality isn't where it needs to be to service, I'd say, entrepreneurs from 2020 onwards because it's so important that you learn some of the more advanced techniques with email marketing like segmentation and tagging and nurture sequences and active campaign allows you to do that but even if you're a basic basic user of email marketing active campaign is where i usually start off almost all of my clients simply because it has an ease of use it's got a really good dashboard it's not hard to send an email but you have all those advanced features so that you don't have to move to a new email marketing service when you feel like you've outgrown it or things like that so yeah that's my favorite would after campaign be good for somebody just starting out and also for somebody that's a little yes. more advanced yes 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 and yes all the things active campaign is great for beginners it has loads and loads of tutorials 
but on top of that, they have really good customer service. And the ease of use of ActiveCampaign is there. You know, you, you, I mean, you can actually go and get a free account. They offer free 14-day trials. Mm. And you can just try it out and see what you like. I also do like ConvertKit, which I know you, you said you're using. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like ConvertKit. Uh, I find ConvertKit to be fantastic for people who are blogging, who are doing simple opt-in pages and things like that. But as we grow and as I grow my clients in their in their online businesses, I find Active Campaign allows me to do a little bit more and go a little bit deeper, uh, which is why I like it. And I hate having to tell a client when I bring them on and I onboard them that, you know, we're going to have to move them from an email marketing service because it's just not robust enough. I love this because there's, like I said, there's so many different options and I'm not like you. I haven't tried so many of them. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not familiar with after campaign, but after this, I will be. Absolutely. And I mean, and so you should, you know, convert kit, like I said, is great, but it's just, I prefer, I just think that active campaign has their, their act together really, really well. And their, their features are really useful and there's, there's nothing in there I don't want and everything in there I absolutely need. Okay, so let's talk about how to build the list. Do we use pop-ups or what are, what are the best ways to get a visitor to actually sign up for your list? There's lots and lots of ways. There's also lots of bad ways. So to get somebody to sign up for your email marketing list, there's three things that you have to be doing constantly. Right. And number one is having an opt-in on your website. And it's really important, in my opinion, where the location of that opt-in is. So I believe really, really strongly that to to get the most amount of people to sign up for your list and register for whatever it is that you're going to give away, that your opt-in form needs to be above the fold, right? So when you log in or you go to a website or you open it up on your form, that they don't have to scroll to find it. We know from research and we know from study that if people have to scroll to find information, they tend to leave the site. They drop out of that site so or bounce, as we say. So we don't want bouncing to happen. That's why we try and make all of the information that somebody could use is right at their fingertips. So that's technically the first way. Make sure it's above the fold. Secondly, we want to make sure that we have an opt-in form in all the places that our potential leads are going to look. And I mentioned the website and that's great, but that's not the only place. Mm. You also have to look at your business page on Facebook, your bio link on Instagram, right? So on Instagram, you can use a free product called Linktree, which allows you to put more than one link on Instagram. And we all know that Instagram on your bio only allows one link and you can't make a link work in an Instagram post. You can copy and paste it all you want, but it's not going to be clickable. So it's really important that you use something like Linktree in Instagram to be able to send people to an opt-in page or an opt-in form and still be able to send people directly to your website or wherever else you want them to go. And then the third thing that's going to ensure that people actually sign up is the big thing. This is the overarching, and that's content. You have to be creating original value-driven content for people to sign up. It's not about enter your name and email and I'll put you on my mailing list and I'll mail you when I have something really cool to tell you. It's enter your name and email and I'll send you a copy of my incredible download, my such and such checklist, my three-part video series, my ebook or whatever, right? right? So it's all about that really high value content. And then there's my little magic fourth that you know kind of slips in under those one, two, and three. And that has to do with cohesiveness. People will sign up 
to your email marketing list if they find you on Facebook and you look the same, and then they go to your website and you look the same, and they look at your Instagram and they look the same. If it looks like three different people in three different places, chances are people won't register for you because they're going to think you aren't landed and grounded in what you're doing. I love that you said that because I always tell people that when people visit any of your social media or your website, they're going to click on wherever else you are online. Mm-hmm. And then when you have different names, different pictures, and it looks like it's like you said, somebody different, and then they're not sure if you're even serious. So they're not going to take you serious. So I'm happy you said that. Absolutely. You're so right. And it's just, I believe the phrase is something like, a confused mind makes no decisions, I believe, or makes no choices or something along those lines. So if people look at your profile and they find you and they look at everything you're doing and you've got your branding colors on Instagram are green and brown and your colors on Facebook are you know, black and blue and, and your colors on <laughs> your website are purple and orange, then they're gonna think, wow, there's like, there's some schizophrenia happening with the branding. And that causes people to think there's a, a huge disconnect in who you are and what you're trying to do. And I'm, I'm joking around with the use of color. I'm trying to emphasize a point. But if there's no cohesiveness, then people are going to wonder, do you have your act together? Do you know what it is that you're trying to get, do? So it really does play a, a part, a big part. Just to recap those four great tips. So you want to have an, an opt-in form that is going to be above the fold so that people don't have to scroll and, and they can find it. Mm-hmm. And then number two, you said was to have the opt-in forms more than just on your website. So like your Facebook business page, or you want to get Linktree, you said, right? Linktree, yeah. On Instagram, it really helps you so you can do more than one link. Great. And then you want to have good content or like if you're going to give away something free, like a checklist or an mm-hmm. ebook, and then they will sign up for your, your email list. And then that's how they'll get that content. Absolutely. And then the fourth one, the, the bonus is to be cohesive and be the same wherever you exist online. Correct. Absolutely. Awesome. So we we have our tool, our software. We have a strategy of where we're going to put our opt-in forms at. And let's say that now we have people signing up for our list. What do we do with the list? Now we have a list of people. Do we just start sending them emails? Good question. Uh, complicated answer. But the the really simple answer is yes, but it matters what you send. Mm-hmm. With the absence of knowing what to send, just start being in touch. So consistency is a big deal. I've had loads and loads of clients who have built their list. And then as soon as the list was built, they got shy and nervous. Hmm. James, they're like, oh my gosh, I have a list. I have no idea what to say to them now. They're going to think I'm an imposter, a fraud, or they're going to think I'm silly. They're going to think I'm, you know, what am I doing here? And I'm afraid to email them because if I do, they're probably going to unsubscribe. And so I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to email them or connect with them or contact them or build a relationship with them because I'm scared. And I've seen people do this. I've, I've done a huge list build with a couple clients where they've built a list of two, three, four, five thousand people in one go. And then they got scared and they didn't email them. And I'm practically messaging them every day going, did you email your list? Have you emailed your list yet? Like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then a month goes by or two months goes by and all of a sudden it feels too late. So you don't do it. So to get around that, I just tell people just connect. Connecting can just be a paragraph or a sentence. You know, if you're, if you're not good at writing, but you're good at doing video, then record a little video 
hey everybody, it's Jenny. I'm super glad you're on my list and thanks for being here after such and such webinar or whatever the case is. Can't wait to get to know you better. Thanks so much. I'll be in touch soon, right? Something to just connect. And that's really, really important. But so is consistency. You have to grab your list and say, okay, come heck or high water, whatever it's gonna be, I'm gonna email my list once a week. And that's what I recommend. Once a week is great. I know people who email their list every single day. Those people, I've worked with those people. That's fantastic. It's attainable, but also scary. So don't think of trying to do that right away. Once a week is fine. Pick a day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, send an email and just connect with your list. It's important that you stay in touch and relevant. You always wanna stay front of mind. So yeah, you need to connect with them. We call those nurture sequences usually. Make sure that you have a good mixture when you're sending email, that it's not always promo, promo, promo. Uh, you know, I'm selling this, I'm doing that, join this masterclass, register for this, buy this, do that. Some of it just has to be, I'm happy you're here, James, and I just wanna connect and let you know that here's two things if you did today that I think it might help you. I hope you have an amazing day. And that's, the, that's it, that's all the email is. And it's not join this, do that, register for this, be part of that, send me money. And that's gonna go a long way to create that know, like, and trust factor that everybody talks about. Right. Yeah, so emailing your list is, it's a must. It's something you just gotta to commit to, just like brushing your teeth every day. I, I mean, people laugh when I say that, but it's true. You just need to commit to creating consistency. The biggest gains I've seen in my business uh, and I'm one of these people that was really inconsistent at one point, but the biggest gains are when I'm in touch with my list consistently, regardless of the size of my list. I'm going to be honest. When I first started and I was building my list, I was afraid. Mm. And I remember I had somebody on my list. Um, I didn't send out any emails for a while. And then they emailed me and they asked me, are you selling my information? I guess what they thought was that I was gathering emails to sell it. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I just didn't know what to say. You know, so, you know, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And are you consistent now? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm way, way, way better now. <laughs> and I see the difference. Yeah. Like, okay, you mm -hmm. know, it's stop being afraid. Just like you said, be consistent and communicate with them and it will be okay. And you get better as time goes on. You don't have to be perfect to start off with. You just need to start. Right. So don't even worry about being perfect in anybody's eyes. Honestly, people are not being nearly, nearly as critical of you as you are of yourself. So, you know, some of my first emails, I look back and I just cringe at them. But I mean, I used to get replies back in the day. Like, oh, thank you. This really helped my, this really helped me. This was such, you know, I needed this today. And thanks so much for your inspiring words. And I'm like, wow, okay. That's not how I thought that went. Um, but I'm so glad that you did. Yay. <laughs> and that's just normal, right? You don't know the effect. And the funny thing is, is that this whole email marketing thing, this whole business building thing actually has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with your ideal client. And by being in fear or not putting out your big, beautiful, gorgeous, whatever, or, you know, getting nervous and not doing video because you're afraid you're not good on video or sending email because you're afraid you're not good. You're actually robbing the people that need you of your gift. And I always have to tell people that because, you know, I work with people all the time. I do podcasts with people. I do video with people and they're like, oh my God, I'm so afraid. I'm like, that's just tough because I'm going to make you do it because it's not about you. It's about them. They need you more than you need them kind of thing. You need to just like suck it up and do it. And as soon as you rip off the bandaid and you do it, 
they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad, Jenny. And I'm like, yeah, right? <laughs> right. All right, Jenny. So we're sending emails mm-hmm. once a week and not selling, not offering something to every single email, sometimes just to say hi. But how do we get people to actually open the email or is that even important? Because sometimes when I get an email, I will just swipe down on the notification and I'll drag it and read the message and I won't even open it. So is the opening rate important? hundred percent. And we have, as marketers, we have a truly interesting effect on how people open our emails. Every list, and, and again, this is where I think of your list, your email marketing list as an organism. Every list has its preferences as to how they want to be communicated with and what kind of subject lines they're interested in and how they, you know, some people, some people's lists, those organisms are very formal. They like formal titles and formal subject lines. Other people's lists like emojis and curse words. Other people's lists like their first name in the title. And other people just like to have, you know, hey, open this now, check this out, or whatever the case is. So every list has a different preference. And as a marketer, you're going to have, you're going to have to try. You're going to have to try and see what your list likes. This is why metrics are so important and analytics are so important. So if you're using MailChimp or ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign in your dashboards or wherever you get the metrics for your particular email, you'll be able to see your open rates and your click-through rates. And open rates are a big deal. If you can get an email open, let's just say you have a thousand people on your list Mm -hmm. and you can get 10% of that to open. Okay. So 10% of a thousand is a hundred. And out of that 100 that opens your email, if we can get 5% of those to click through to check out your opt-in page for a webinar that you're going to host, 5% 5% of 100 is really small, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? So it's important. And to get, you know, if you have a thousand people on your list, you get sort of lulled into the feeling, well, I'm going to do a webinar next week and I'm going to send an email. And because I have a thousand people, technically I have a thousand potential clients. No, you don't. You only have the potential in front of the people who actually, one, open the email. And then once you've convinced them with your copy in number two, to actually click on the link. The subject line is incredibly important. So look at your analytics, see which emails are getting the most opens and take a look at what's similar, right? So get a little bit like investigative reporter style and just be like, what is it about this headline that got me a 22% open rate versus that headline that got me a 10% open rate, but that headline over there, that got me a 30% open rate. So what is it? Oh, okay. I noticed that my, my list likes it when I say, their first name, right? So there's the ability to actually insert the person's first name in, in subject lines in certain email marketing providers or my list likes emojis. Like my own personal list, Jenny Wright's list, likes an emoji in the title. So I will absolutely stick, you know, a little fire emoji or a little happy face emoji or whatever the case is, probably seven times out of 10 because I know my, li- my list likes it and I tend to get more opens <laughs> when I use it. My list likes informal titles. Hey, I thought of you today. Or I even, did a, I even did an email recently that got a lot of opens and my title was, I'm obsessed with you. Oh, wow. And it got so many opens. So go ahead and you guys can take that, try it. If it works for your list, great. You know, send me an email and say thanks. But <laughs> <laughs> because it worked really well for me um, because people have a tough, it has to be a subject line that people have a tough time saying no to. 
but you've got to test it out. Like I said, some lists just want you to say, uh, new webinar training next Friday, want to come? Because they want to know what it is. They don't want to, some people don't have time to read email and they just want to know what it is in the title and then they'll decide whether or not they want to open it. Some people want that, hey girlfriend, thinking about you today. Or, you know, some people want the formality of, you know that you have to build your list, open this email for more details inside, right? So you got to test it out and see what works for you. And that's when you do your A-B testing, right? Yes. A long time ago, in my subject, one said hello and one said what's up. So I'm like, okay, let me see which one is going to get, you know, more opens. And that was the one that said, what's up? So I thought, okay, no, I'm going to be more informal than formal with my list because that's what they like. And that's what, mm-hmm. you know, so the testing, like you said, is huge. And you have to be authentic to your own voice. So right. a lot of people, like in my background, I used to work in a corporate office and I used to send out press releases. So you can imagine that the titles of the emails that I would send out were very formalized because that's the, the environment that I was participating in. Right. When I joined the online world and I was like, you know, pursuant to our previous conversation and my clients were like, excuse me now, what? <laughs> pursuant to our previous conversation? Who do you think you are? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I just stuffed my foot in my mouth. And, and so you had to, you know, you, you, gotta, you gotta learn to speak in your authentic voice. And for you, James, obviously that's, different than saying hello right different and that i mean that works for you and that's what you need to stick to right exactly mm-hmm. now for the the open rate is there a certain percentage that you have you have a target or a goal that you want your open rate to be at i do it really depends on the list so i am constantly cleaning out my list and by cleaning out that means that i delete my unsubscribes and i have a system in active campaign that if people go dormant meaning they don't open my emails for a set amount of time. And I have that set for six months. If they don't open my email within six months, they go dormant. And then active campaign will send them an email to be like, Hey, you going to stay with me or you, you want to go like, are we good? Or you want to take off because dormancy on your list lowers your opt-in rate. If you have all these people who aren't interested in what you do and they're still on your list, then your opt-in rate is going to drop to seven, eight, nine, 10%. My comfort zone is, 25% or higher, but I work really hard to keep my list engaged. Some people have open rates of 30%. Wow. You know, when you're first starting out and you have 20 people on your list, it is not hard to have a 75% open rate because your mom opened the email. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. But as you grow and you've got 300 or five, you know, 500 or a thousand or whatever the case is, your opt-in rate naturally drops and you need to do activities like cleaning up your list that help increase your open rate. So it's really subjective what that open rate should be, James. Oh, great. So you mentioned people on your list that are dormant. Mm-hmm. So the people that are still on your list that haven't opened anything, you're still paying for them, right? Heck yes, you are. Absolutely. And you're paying for unsubscribes. So every time somebody leaves your email and I want people not to get freaked out by having people unsubscribe, right? right. I actually encourage it. Really? And oh yeah. The only reason I, I, I want people to embrace the unsubscribe is they were never going to be your person. They were never your person to begin with. They joined your list. They checked out the thing. They kicked the tires. They opened the, you know, they checked some stuff out, but they were never going to be necessarily your person. And it's not saying that I want you to try and go, hey, you, I don't like you. Get off my list or um, daring people to get off your list. I'm not like that, but I'm, I actually encourage people to embrace it. It's almost like the embrace the suck kind of thing. People get freaked out when they're building their list and they've, they're like, oh my gosh, Jenny, I got a hundred people on my list or 500 people. And I'm like, way good. That's, that's awesome. Congrats. 
And then they freak out because they send an email and they're like, I got 17 unsubscribes. Oh my God, people hate me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They're just not your people. They, they joined up, they checked you out and that's okay. It's really okay. And actually you don't want to pay for those people. So I highly recommend every, I do it more often, but I recommend that people, you know, every two to three months go into your email marketing service, whatever that one is, find the way to segment by your unsubscribes and just delete them, wish them well and get rid of them because you're paying for them to be on your list. Same goes for the dormancy. Now you can't really do the dormant thing in some email marketing providers because you don't have the tagging and segmentation to be able to do it. But if you do, then, you know, you could say, well, after three months, they're, they're dormant or after six months, they're dormant. And what are you going to do with them? I always send them a last, I call it my last chance campaign. And it's usually about seven emails. And it just says, Hey, James, you know, haven't heard from you in a long time. Hope everything's okay with you on your side. Maybe you've changed businesses. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just a busy time, but if I can still be a resource to you, I'd love to um, click here to check out this video that I did just for you. But if nobody opens that, you know, if the people don't open that email and they don't click on that video, then they're really not, you know, they're really not with me. And I, I try that a couple more times, like I said, about seven emails. And if I still have no activity, then those people are unsubscribed from my list. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. You mentioned tagging and segmenting. And to me, that's one area where I think I can improve at. Mm-hmm. But for those that don't know, can you explain what tagging and segmenting is? Absolutely. So tagging and segmentation is just a way of sorting data. Email addresses, you know, they're people, so I don't want you to think of them as just data, but I want you to look at them as a way of sorting them. So you want, when people come into your list, you want to define, one, how they got into your list. So let's just say you have a form on your website. Enter your name and email, and I will send you the Blair Group checklist for ABC XYZ. Well, when they come into the list, you want to add what we call a tag. So it, I would call that tag Blair Group website. Okay. So that I know that they came in through the website, through the Blair Group, to receive my checklist. And I can send emails that are targeted towards whatever topic that checklist was on. If I go ahead and create a webinar or a video series, and I have people sign up for that, you want to tag them saying webinar June 12th, 2020 or video series on five ways to lose five pounds in five weeks. Okay. Those tags allow you to send content specific to how those people joined your list and what they're interested in receiving. Segmentation is the, it's almost like the sorting hat in, (laughs) in Harry Potter. Segmentation says, okay, so everybody who's interested in sales and marketing, okay, you're going to go over here and you're going to get a special amount of content. And everybody who's interested in Facebook ads, you're going to go over here and you're going to get some specialized content because you don't want to send marketing and sales information to the people who only want to learn Facebook ads because they're going to be like, dude, I joined for Facebook ads. I don't want to know about this. Right. And if you send me this information, it's not useful to me and I'm out, I'm going to unsubscribe. So you use segmentation to send information only to the people who want that particular information because you never want to do, you never want to go, wow, I've got a list of 450 and they came in from six different sources and I'm just going to blanket email all of them. 
because there's a, there's going to be that person on there. That's how, by the way, that's how you get more unsubscribes. And that's not what I, technically I don't want the unsubscribes in that way because that's actually not creating content in a way that's useful. I want you to create segmentation and be like, okay, the people who came on board for my little Facebook ads course, I'm only going to send them Facebook ads information because they don't want to know about the other thing. So segmentation is your friend. If you can start doing it from the beginning, great. The next best time is now. So if you're not able to do segmentation in your email marketing provider, go and look at one that will work for you and make that happen. I know a lot of people start off for free with MailChimp and I applaud you for doing it. Keeping lean and clean with your costs in the beginning is really important, but you will outgrow it at some point. Yes. And you can use, yeah. And you can use something like ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign pretty early on and not spend a ton of money. They actually, if you go to their website and you click on pricing, the pricing that they're showing you is for like, they usually started off at about 500 people. And you're like, but I don't have 500 people and that's too much money. Well, don't worry. They actually have less pricing for less size, like the smaller your list. I had a client who joined Active Campaign a couple of weeks ago. They had 140 people on their list. They're paying less than $14 a month. So the number might not be posted on the, you know, the pricing page and, and use the chat box to talk to them and find out, but it is possible. So if you can start segmenting and tagging your list, Here's something that you didn't ask me, James, but I'm just going to dive into it for like two seconds. You're fine. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Good. And it's about the naming conventions, okay? And a naming convention or nomenclature or whatever word you want to use is just how you name things so that you can easily find and understand what they are later. So here's an example. I am horrible with acronyms. I cannot decipher acronyms. I cannot remember acronyms. They are the bane of my existence. They have been my entire life um, and, I, and I can't stand them. So in my email marketing provider, there I, I spell things out. Now my partner loves acronyms. He's one of those people that if you give him those word jumbles where all the, num like the letters are like in different order than they would be in the word, he can actually figure out full sentences. Really? Oh yeah, it drives me bananas. <laughs> yeah, so... And I can't, so I spell things out. So figure out a naming convention or a naming system in your email marketing provider for your lists, for your tags, and then it's gonna make it a heck of a lot easier when you go back later on to remember what that list was. Like if all you put is webinar one, six years, you know, three years later, you're gonna be like, what the heck was webinar one, right? right? Or AFJC Feb 2020, what? <laughs> what is that <laughs> you know and, and if it's me i'm just being like i have no idea what that is i'm so sorry people i just don't know why you're here so figure that out early you're going to give yourselves uh, a lot less of a headache if you do that and that's just my little side tip what else are there any any other tips that uh we haven't covered that um like how long do we have we have until you tell me goodbye <laughs> james don't give me the mic my <laughs> gosh you don't want to do that um, I could go, like, I could talk about this all night. I love email marketing. So sure, I'll give you guys another tip. Great. Here's my other tip for you for email marketing. When you think you've done enough, you're only just getting started. So when you create a lead magnet and it's enter your name and email and I'll send you my downloadable checklist on how to do underwater basket weaving, 
what normally happens is they enter their name and email and you send them an email right away saying, hey, James, thanks so much for registering for my underwater basket weaving course. It's completely free. Click here to download it now. And then you do nothing. Nobody else, like there's, another, there's not another email sent and you don't do anything. But the expectation is in your head, see James, see what I did there? I created my underwater, my underwater basket weaving course and somebody signed up for it and now I just gotta sit and wait, and they're going to send me the money. Well, what else did you offer them, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they've just registered for your free something. Now you've got to nurture their lead, right? You've got to create that connection and develop that relationship. And we do that with what's called the nurture sequence. So I don't care what it is that you have as a download or a checklist or a newsletter. You need to have at least two or three or four emails afterwards to be like, hey, James, I saw that you registered for my underwater basket weaving course. Did you check out module two? What did you think? Have you, you know, if, if you didn't already, here's the link to go check it out. So like you do a reminder email because I'll tell you right now, over 75% of the people who download or put their name in email to receive a downloadable something or other, don't do anything with it. So how do you stand out? If you're only sending one email, you're not standing out, you're fading into the noise. If you send more than one email and they've got really cool subject lines, which we talked about earlier, and you used tagging to make sure that when they joined your list, it was James underwater basket weaving course. And now you're only sending them really cool information. You'd be like, Hey, I thought you might like this article that I saw that's really, really cool about which hooks to use in your underwater basket weaving course. And you just keep, you know, nurturing that lead. When you do make an ask, they're going to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're the, the, you're the, you know, the forefront expert of this particular niche. I think I should listen to you and, and you've made me a really cool offer that I think I need to investigate. And then they do that. The amount of people who send one email and then sit back and go, ah, I did it. Yes. I sent the thing. And now I'm just going to wait for the money to roll in is astounding. It's just because we need to know more about marketing. We need to know right. how to make relationships. I can't count how many times I will sign up for something and then I will get that confirmation email. And because I know that I'm getting that that confirmation, I don't even go and open it because I know what it is. And then that's the last time that I hear from them. Right. But it's always the ones that follow up with me. The last course I took, when I don't think I think it took the third email for me to be reminded because I was driving when I got mm. the second one. Then it's just so happened that I was sitting down and. Oh yeah, I forgot about that course. And then I signed up. Exactly. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. And if we want to stay front of mind, we have to overcome. Do you know how much stuff we have to overcome? We have to overcome the 300 other emails that go into somebody's inbox. We have to overcome them scrolling on social media, life, driving in your car, whatever it is. And so if you want to overcome all of those obstacles, then you're going to have to do it with frequency and value. Right. Makes so much sense perfect sense so what would you say to that person that they they followed all of these tips and they're sitting there yeah. with a list of 10 people that's all of their relatives and they want to get more people on their list is there anything that they can do to to try to grow their list so many things so many good things that you can do so when i first started out uh quite honestly it was my best friend ingrid on my list and every time i sent an email out she would re reply with like a, you know, thumbs up emoji or something. And I'm like, I love you, but stop. Um, <laughs> because I really need somebody else to answer my emails. Um, but I love you just the same. But at the time I was like, come on, I got to get people. 
So getting people on your list, there's a couple ways to do it. And not everybody has a budget in the beginning. If you've got a budget, then create a really cool lead magnet and you can put some money towards paid marketing. But you know what? That's not the way I like to go. I am one of those sort of lean, mean, make it, you know, do it my own self, wear the 50 hats kind of person. And I love organic marketing. So I did an organic uh, marketing promotion in December to a challenge that I was doing called the um, Level Up List Build Challenge. And just with organic marketing, I pulled in over 413 people to register for that challenge. Whoa. Yeah. Cool, right? So, and, and that's not a result that, I mean, I, had, I have to walk the walk before I can tell anybody what to do. So I have to be my own guinea pig on everything. And I wanted to prove to everybody that I could get more than 400 people into a free online challenge using only, only organic marketing. And, and I did, I hustled, I hustled. And organic marketing takes hustle. But you, what you can do is you can do a couple things. One, you can create the thing, the free thing, and then you relentlessly and notoriously talk about it till your gums bleed. Because it takes about 12 or 13 mentions or touches online for anybody to actually hear what you're saying. So just like when you said, James, that it was the third email when you finally was like, oh yeah, I downloaded this thing. I got to go check it out. The same happens for the thing that you haven't even downloaded yet. And so it takes like 12 or 13 times. So just when you think you've done enough, you've, you've barely scratched the surface. So create that really cool opt-in and then talk about it until you're blue in the face and then just keep going. Okay. Or here's a different option. And that's called joint venture. Joint venture is finding somebody who is just like you, but maybe a little bit further along down the road. Somebody who maybe has grown their audience a little bit bigger, maybe has a little bit more of a following, maybe has a little bit more of an email list, but you guys are really adjacent to each other or running right alongside each other in terms of your niche, right? So same thing, you're doing the same. And if you guys can partner up and you can say, hey, look, person who's further along down the road and who might be able to help me, I will take the brunt of creating the thing, but if you help me market it, then I will do, you know, I'll do ABC or XYZ for you. So hungry people can align themselves with people who are a little bit further down the road, have a little bit more experience, a little bit more exposure and work with them, joint venture with them to try and market the thing. And it works really, really, really well. But there's a couple things. You've got to make sure that that person is in alignment with who you are and what you do. Okay. That, you know, if you're, if you're a weight loss coach and you focus on keto and you go to joint venture with somebody who's vegan, it isn't going to work. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> so you've got to look at all of the things and be really picky about the person that you joint venture with. But joint venturing is like leapfrog. You're just, you're kind of jumping to the next lily pad a little bit faster than if you just do organic marketing by yourself, but not everybody can find that joint venture partner. So you should get really good at both. Awesome. Jenny, you've done an amazing job explaining to us how to build a list. And I learned a lot that I didn't even know. And I'm positive that there are some people out there that may still be a bit confused and may still need help. Will they need to hire somebody like Jenny, right? They can absolutely, you know, at least talk to somebody like myself, 100%. I mean, hiring, hiring goes a little bit deeper, but talking and just getting some help and some resources, yeah. 
there should be somebody that you can talk to. And I tend to put myself out there quite a bit to make myself available to talk to people because I know there's a huge, huge gap between what we're learning out there and there's so much misinformation and there's so much clickbait and there's so much crap. And then there's the person who says, just give me $10,000 and I'll show you how to make $10,000 in five minutes. Oh, God, you know what I mean? Like, yes. oh God, it drives me bananas. So yeah, there's, if you need help with email marketing, if you need help building your list, if you need help with creating the lead magnet or the summit or the challenge or the webinar, then yeah, that's where I do come in. I create the strategy for people. And I even, for select clients, I'll even do the tech because I love doing the tech sometimes. Uh, and I'm pretty good at it. I can usually get about a 50 to 75% opt-in rate on the pages that I personally create mm. because I work really, really hard with the client on the strategy first. And that's what actually creates the opt-in. So, yeah. What are some of the mistakes that people have made when building their list? Mm. Oh, do we have this kind of time? Absolutely. Okay. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of mistakes that people make and they're really, really avoidable, James. I, I mean, honestly, there's a lot that are avoidable, but some of them are just because we don't know. So I, I want to start this list off by saying that if you've made these mistakes, then forgive yourself. And if you haven't made these mistakes, you might still make them and forgive yourself and then just pick up, dust yourself off and keep going. Okay. Okay. Cause it's, it's not about blame. It's not about shame. It's just, you know what, you don't know what you don't know and you got to move on. So one of the things that people make as a mistake is they don't think about the mindset of list building. Now list building is really technical uh, in some ways. It's literally take, it's take sc screwdriver A and screw B and screw it into whole C. It, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward, but at the same time, there's a whole mindset behind it. If you're approaching list building just from the fact that you want vanity numbers because you want to tell people that you have a list of 5,000 or 10,000, then that's a mistake. If you're building a list simply because somebody told you that you need to build a list to make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, then that's also a mistake. Building a list should be about creating connection and relationship, developing trust, uh, and because you want to serve. So even though in the back of my mind, yes, my list makes me money, and yes, there, there's something to be said, and there's some comfort to know that I have a list of a certain amount, that's not the predominant or the prevailing reason why I do it. The predominant and prevailing reason why you should always build your list is to connect with more people who need your help because that's what you're here to do, to help and to serve, and also to create those relationships. And the great byproduct is that you build trust and they buy from you. So that's, that's huge. So get your mindset right around, around why you want to build your list. And then you need to get yourself right around who you serve and how you serve them. So if, you, if you're a weight loss coach, then you serve people who are looking to lose weight. But the funny thing is you're actually not serving people who want to lose weight. The deeper reason that they want to lose weight isn't five or 10 pounds or 50 pounds. It's they want to feel better about themselves or they want to have a better relationship with their spouse or they want to run with their kids and play with them and they don't feel they can in their current state. It always goes deeper than the, the, the higher levels, right? So you got to do that work of finding out how you serve and who you serve and go deeper than just saying, well, Jenny, I'm a weight loss coach and I help people lose 10 pounds in 10 days. Mm. It's deeper than that. So go deep. Go deep. Every time you go deep, you're going to get to a new level of understanding. And trust me, it pays dividends in what you're going to do later. Other list building mistakes that people do is they build a list and forget about it. We talked about that. It's the imposter syndrome. 
So you have to work on that. Funny enough, are you getting like a sense? It's not even just the technicals. It's all mindset. Yes. This entire time <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know what? It's not. Yeah. It's just how you think of it. It's not about the yeah. the, the tools or, or everything else that we've probably been taught or we, or we see so much. It's about the mindset, like you mm -hmm. said. So we focus on the tools and we focus on the technicals and we focus on the content, but we forget to nourish the rest of it. And that's where the biggest mistakes lie. If you can help, you know, if you can really work on your mindset around why you do what you do or how you're going to do it, then everything else does start to flow more smoothly. Clarity creates consistency. Consistency creates conversion. That's one of my little mottos. So if you can get clarity on who you serve and how you do it and what you want to do, then it makes it a lot easier for you to create consistency, which is, you know, creating good content, providing people value, all those kind of, you know, those things. And the offshoot of doing that is conversions, which is actually sales. So if you want to make money, get clarity, get consistent, you get conversions. I love that. Thanks. All right. So where can people find you and learn more about Jenny Wright? Oh, do they really want to? Hmm. Um, um, after this, I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm really easy to find and I'm really easy to connect with. So you can go to JennyWright.com. And if the website is still under construction, which at the time of this recording it still is, then please accept my sincere apologies to the look and the feel of the website at the time. If you're seeing the new and revamped one, then ta-da, and I hope you like it. Uh, there is loads of ways to connect with me on that website. If you are, you know, if you want to connect, you can also go to my Facebook profile or my business page and connect with me there because I love actually really being in touch with people. So you can actually go to, so if you go to Facebook and you go to Jenny Wright, so it's J-E-N-N-I-E-W-R-I-G-H-T and then J-L-W, then you'll find my business page and go ahead and click like or follow, send me a message there connect with me and book a call with me there. And we can always start a conversation on what list building and lead generation can look for or look like in your business. And I'd be happy to help. Remember that is Jenny Wright, J-E-N-N-I-E-W-R-I-G-H-T. Jenny, I do want to talk about one other thing. Mm -hmm. I know that you watch the Zombieland every year. What would you say to those of us that have not seen Zombieland? You went on my pro. I love it. James, you did some, you did some digging. Good for you. Um, yeah, I watched Zombieland. So gosh, um, <laughs> Steph, I can't remember what rule it is, uh, but I think it's rule one cardio. So you're playing the long game guys, marketing, building your list, building your business, getting clients. This is not a flash in the pan. You are, you're, you're wanting, you want to be around for years. So get some cardio in your business, go for the long game. Don't do these make money, get rich quick crap schemes. If it sounds like BS and it smells like BS, it probably is BS and go for the cardio version of your business. The other thing is, is that especially with zombie Island, and I love that movie forgiveness, right? You got to learn to forgive and uh, also double tap. If you haven't watched zombie land, that is where you make sure that the zombie is dead by, uh, putting a bullet in it twice. How does that apply to your business? If you've got a great idea, double down. If you've got a bad idea, get rid and move on. <laughs> and don't, and I mean, there's a lot to be said with business in terms of like, don't, don't get stuck on the things. Like 
don't go for broke if your idea is not solid and be like, yeah, I got to do it because I said I would do it even though it feels really crappy. Just be like, nope, all right, well, obviously I'm going to have to take it out back and put it down, double tap it and walk away. Sometimes you have to do that. All good stuff. Jenny, I want to thank you so very much. This has been very, very educational for me and I'm sure for a lot of people that are listening and I really do appreciate you. I, you know, I just hope it was helpful. And James, thank you for what you're doing and helping so many people. You're fabulous. You know, I just really appreciate you as well. So thanks so much for having me on and taking up all this time. I hope it was helpful. Oh, very helpful. And I just wish I could be as fabulous as you, Jenny. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thanks again. Take care. Thank you, Jenny Wright. Nothing but amazing stuff. Whether you use ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, or another email marketing tool is up to you. I just love that we have so many great options to choose from. And I want you to remember some of the stuff that we learned today, like placing your opt-in forms above the fold so that your visitors don't have to scroll to find the incredible content that you offer to them. Also, like so many things in life, communication is key. There's no point in having people subscribe to your list if you are not going to communicate with them on a regular basis. And please face whatever fears that you may have about sending emails to your audience and do not rob those people of your gift. Before you go, leave a comment and subscribe. And don't forget to check out the blairgroup.com slash EP14 for the show notes, resources, and links mentioned in this episode. Also, visit JennyWright.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-E-W-R-I-G-H-T.com to learn a lot more about email marketing and generating leads. I'm James Shannon, and this is Blair Radio. Start your business and be heard. I love recommending the tools and services that I use over at the Blair Group for my merch, my podcast, the design work that I do, and my YouTube channel. In fact, you can always find a list of the tools that I use at theblairgroup.com slash tools. Today's recommendation is ConvertKit. It's the tool that we use to grow our audience and you can start creating landing pages and building your own list for free. Just visit theblurgroup.com slash convert or slash convert kit. It's your choice. But their forever free plan lets you tag and segment your list, create an unlimited amount of forms and landing pages. And you can even unlock up to 1000 subscribers. The affiliate link will be in the show notes or you can just visit theblurgroup.com slash convert or convert it. Thanks for listening to Blair Radio where we turn your online whispers into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time, be heard.